Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. Howdy, mountain bikers. Thanks for being here, and welcome to episode 175 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I'm here to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to get out the trails, keep you stoked, and hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved. So thanks so much for joining us this week and thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Now this week is part two of a short series we're doing with Chain Reaction Cycles Belfast race team. We're introducing a couple of new faces to the race squad and we're also chatting to the ones that have been around for two or three years. Last week we chatted to Chris Brown for part one and I would advise go back and listen to that. Things have changed for him over the last 18 months or so. Um, he's obviously got a race team behind him now. Um, so go and check that out. It's a real good show and I think you'll really enjoy listening to Chris. For this week's episode we're chatting to the youngest member of the team, Joel Hamilton. Joel has been signed on this year and is super, super excited to get the opportunity to race for the Chain Reactions Belfast team and obviously he is. He's only 17 years of age but he's been racing from around the age of 14 and he's had a load of good results podiums including three first place finishes the young man is just a ball of talent that is for sure we chat to joel about getting the phone call from chain reaction cycles in belfast how that made him feel was he surprised was he excited you know all that kind of stuff that would run through your mind if i was 17 years old and got a call like that i would certainly think it's a prank first off so we chat to him about stuff like that we chat to him about his background how he got interested in mountain biking how his brother helped him get to where he is and and rides with him and you know he's a he's an older brother so he keeps him true and keeps him fast and and keeps him on the the street and narrow so we chat to him about all that good stuff and also obviously about what he's feeling about the 2021 race season coming up and how being a part of chain reaction cycles belfast will help him and help him grow and help him get faster just with all that experience there behind you it's going to be such a good time for him and being on a team like this with a couple other members that have been before we also chat about the bike he's on the nuke proof mega how he likes that how he's getting to grips with that it is a beast i'm riding one myself at the minute so put your feet up join us and let's get joel on the podcast tell us more about this exciting chain reaction cycles belfast team and how he is so excited to be racing in the 2021 season hi joel welcome to the mtb tribe podcast how's things with you this evening yeah no i'm doing well just as good as we can be with covid and all but yeah no going good i it's it's nuts man and we chatted a wee bit there just before we hit the record button about how that's affecting school and stuff for you. So you're off school this week, but you think you're going to go back next week, right? Yeah, yeah I think I'm going back next week. So, yeah, it's been tough enough trying to get concentrated with schoolwork and all, but sure, we'll we'll get her done by the end of the week. Aye, good stuff, man. And now, you're 17, Joel, so are you in... What class are you in? I'm in upper sixth in school. Right, so this is last your last year. last year, all right. Yeah. So it's quite an important year for you, like. Yeah, you can say that. Yeah. Aye. Yeah. It's trying to get the getting the grades for university and stuff. Exactly, and then of course, chain reaction go and make things a lot harder for you and give you a sponsorship deal and everything else, right? Well, that makes it a lot better. <laughs> Excellent stuff, Matt. We'll get into that a wee bit later because I want to know your reaction and stuff about that. Um, what are you studying for at uni? If, I suppose you've had to have decided it by now, right? Yeah, well, I've got a few options. It's sort of in between the engineering and business, so I'm not quite sure what I'm gonna what what one I'm gonna put my finger on. But yeah, that's the sort of sort of options I'm going with at the minute, anyway. All right, cool, man, cool. Well, that's all ahead of you. Good luck for that. Are you hoping to get into any particular university or anything? Nothing in particular at the moment, but be sort of in between Queen's and Ulster University. Right, okay. In Belfast. All right, mate, all right. Well, I went to Ulster University myself, so I can recommend it. (laughs) 
<laughs> and my fiance went to Queens and she, well, she loved it too, but wasn't my scene, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff, mate. Well, let's let's get all that, that all educational stuff out of the way. Let's talk about mountain bikes, yeah. eh? Yeah, we'll do that then. Hi. All right, bud. So you're from you're from Kilkeel, right? I'm I'm from Newcastle actually. Oh okay. All yeah. right. Okay. Okay. All right. Um. So you're near Newry. You're near the border. That kind of area. No, not even. <laughs> I'm just just below the mountains, the seaside. All right. Okay. All right. Nice one. Nice one. So, yeah. tell me what what's the scene like around there as far as biking goes? Have you many friends ride around there? Is there is there any trail parks around there? What's it like? Yeah. Well, there's there is a few. There's a few. There's Castle Ellen, which is sort of all trail center which i wouldn't really be up there that often so mm-hmm. we mainly tolly Moore and there's trails in donard as well so that would be the main sort of places i'd be riding yeah and that's all natural kind of stuff yeah yeah so yeah tolly Moore and donard that's all natural yeah all right cool man what about this time of year when it's wet do you still use those trails are they still usable like well yeah they do get pretty pretty eroding up so or ridden up with not many people riding them at this time of the year so you sort of try and try and find the trails that less people are riding if you know what i mean yeah aren't as chopped up yeah you being a local there do you know any hidden trails that a lot of people don't know of Mm, they're pretty i think everyone sort of knows they're all pretty out there so for everyone to see so there's not really any hidden trails i would say all right okay who's the who's the normal suspects up there who do you run into quite a lot well mainly i'd just ride with a few of like the locals there's a fella harry thompson um fella jimmy williamson and then my brother as well we sort of the main sort of riding people i'll be riding with hi that's cool man that's cool so you're only 17 um like how long have you been into mountain biking how did you get into it how did you get interested in the whole thing um how did i get into it well i think it was my brother he went out first with a friend and he sort of got into it and then sort of introduced it to me and then i sort of started yeah Mm -hmm. is your brother older than you is he yeah he's he's the he's a school year above me yeah right okay only a year all right um so uh, how long ago was that was that quite recent or was it a number of years ago or well i sort of it was sort of around P7, so last year of primary school. I um I got like a hardtail and rode it for a while. And then when it sort of got into like second year in high school, I got a full suspension bike. Mm-hmm. Then sort of just rode it for two years and progressed on doing a better full suspension bike. And then now I'm on the bike I'm on now. Mm-hmm. Cool. Like, were your parents into mountain biking or anything like that? No, not really. No, mm, that's weird. Were they into sport at all, or? Yeah, well, my dad he's really into like mountain running, like fell running. So I did the odd, <laughs> the odd bit of running when I was in primary school, but never took much of a liking to it. <laughs> it's too boring, me, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> too much, too much to do with the fitness. <laughs> cool. Uh, so. You took it up when you when you kind of got into high school there, which is quite cool. Can you remember that first suspension bike you had? Yeah, it was a YT Capra. So, wow, yeah, so nothing was, nothing too bad, right? It wasn't like a Halford yeah, no, thing. It was, right? it was really really nice bike. Yeah, it definitely got some some amount of abuse. <laughs> yeah, cool. And what was your brother on at that time? What was he riding? He was on a Vita Summit. Yeah, he was very on a Vita nice Summit. Right, good stuff, good stuff. What made you what made you go down the YT route? What made you was that your decision to do that? Or did yeah, you get it new well, or was it a second hand thing or No, it was brand new. So I I saved up all a couple of summers from because I worked down at the, the Royal County Down golf course as a caddy. So done a lot of that and then decided this is the bike I wanna go for and then put all my money in the same pot and went for it. Wow, fair play to you, man. Fair play to you. That's that's good going. So you yeah. weren't you weren't tempted to go the golf route instead of the mountain biking route. No, not the, the golf. It's too much stress. 
<laughs> Especially when you're out with your brother and it doesn't add any, help you too much. <laughs> Good stuff. So you went carrying and then you had to go mountain biking to get rid of your stress, right? Yeah, <laughs> you could say that. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, that's good to hear, man. That's good to hear. Like, do you have any schoolmates, any classmates that rode bikes or anything like that? No, not no. Well, there was. I had one, one fella in the year above who who would have went out in the bike quite a bit. Then he stopped riding for a while, and then he's actually he started up again, which is good. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's hard. I think when you're at school, it's quite hard because you have all these other sports you're involved in at, at school, right? So you've got you've got the regulars like your rugby and your football. And yeah. I know when I was at school, which is many years ago now, but if you didn't do those two sports, you really you really didn't get the opportunity to do much more. Yeah. Um, I, I actually played rugby for from P one to third year in high school. So I was actually really into the rugby at the very start before mountain biking. Right. Okay. So it's interesting to me that, you know, guys of your age are into mountain biking because you don't do it at school. So, no, you know, yeah. it's it, it's very easy to get into rugby or football and stick at that and that be your yeah. main thing. So what do you think encouraged you to go down the mountain bike route and stick at mountain biking rather than the likes of rugby that you were into there the first few years of school? Um. Well, the rugby, I was... I wouldn't be the biggest of people so every week I was I was getting getting hurt and just that many injuries breaking ankles busting lips just the whole works and then just with the mountain biking when you come home you're not you're not looking to lay up for the next week or two but you're actually in one piece so I do mm-hmm. like that sort of form of it yeah do you prefer would you say you prefer Team sports or individual sports? Um, I'd say like like a bit of both. Would not wouldn't have really a preference in this thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, the mountain biking thing. When you get into that, did you think to yourself, yeah, this is something I'd like to do more often, or I'd like to get better at, or I'd like to maybe progress into, you know after school and, and stuff like that and, and race and get all that. Did, did you think that at an early stage when you were starting out? Um, not really. I think it was sort of just like seeing people on social media, like all them like pro- professional riders. You sort of just want to want to be like that in a way. Just like all like the style and the jumps they're hitting and all. Sort mm-hmm. of probably drew me more towards it. Yeah, yeah. Like, who do you follow on social media? Well, I follow. We follow a good, a good lot of riders, but in particular, there's a fellow Jasper Penton. Okay. And he's he's very stylish, so he's one I would sort of be sort of a person you'd like to be be like. But sure, don't know if I'd be as stylish as him. Ah, okay. Does he race or anything, or is it more just a free ride type thing? Yeah, sort of just like jumps and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. So tell us, Joe, when did you get into racing and when did you start racing? I started racing, was it the under, under 14s? So I think I was 14 at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was what, well, that'd have been about 2017, right? Yeah. Cool. What made you go down that route? What made you interested in the racing thing? Um, I don't know. I think that was just what everyone was sort of doing at the time. And just thought I'd do it as well <laughs> more. Hi, okay. It was like your brother doing that. Yeah, well, we we sort of we started at the same time the racing, so he okay. yeah. All right, and that that's cool. And I think your first race was the Vitus first tracks enduro, right? Yeah, that, yeah. Which you came second in for your first yeah. race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like. You rolled up there. That was your first race. You probably didn't understand how things worked or how things operated, and it was an enduro as well. So you had these different stages and everything else. Like, was it not yeah. quite mind-boggling rolling up there? You know, at fourteen years of age. And the other thing is too, like your dad didn't do any of this, or your mom yeah. didn't do any of this. So, and even your big brother didn't do any of this. So you yeah. were going on blind. Like, was it not? 
did that not blow you away? Yeah, <laughs> that that race it was it was a bit of a mess too because it was that mucky and you remember like poking poking dirt out of the tires and all. Wow, it was, <laughs> it was a rough enough race. Yeah, and like, were you ready for it? Did you understand how the enduro thing worked? Well, I remember like rocking up to that race with just like all the gear, like a full bag of stuff. <laughs> you're thinking you're going to stay there for the night. Uh-huh. <laughs> just like pumps, tubes, that much food, maybe like an extra two bottles of water in your bag, wherever you're, you're thinking you were going. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of over prepared almost. Yeah. Yeah, cool, man. And when you got there and you seen all the riders and you seen the because Glenn does the Vitus the Vitus stuff very well. Um, yeah. Like, were you blown away with it? Did you like that kind of scene? Did you like all the riders? Did you like the competitiveness? What What made you What made you go back and do round two and do round three and do round four? Like, did you really enjoy it? Yeah, it was definitely it was definitely good because it was like the only really races that were about my area in a way uh-huh. except from like the the ones down south but i didn't really know about them until later on actually i've never done one of them yet even still so it was just yeah it was whatever was was going at the time and i thought may as well just do the full series when that's what everyone else would do yeah cool man now you came second did that surprise you were you expecting to do well like how did you feel about second position yeah i was happy enough um can't even, I can't even remember what I was thinking going into that race. But, yeah, second was good enough, I thought. Yeah. Your brother wasn't racing under 14s, though. He had been a year older, right? So he was... Yeah, under 16s. Uh, How did your brother get on? Can we chat about that? I have not a clue. I done. <laughs> Probably crashed out somewhere. No one in. <laughs> Landing in a ditch or something. I don't know. Yeah. I can't even remember how he did. Yeah, okay, okay. How did it feel standing on that podium? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have to give a wee speech, Ryan? No, I don't think so. I <laughs> can't recall doing a wee speech or anything. <laughs> cool. Now, round two uh, of the Vitus First Tracks Enduro, you came first. Yeah. Now, I'm sure you were shooting for first because you came second in, the, in round one, but like, how did you feel, man? Like, it's your second race of all time and you've come first. Yeah. Like, how was your brother reacting? How were your parents reacting? Did they see something in you? Did they, did they see a bit of skill in you? Like, what was the reactions to all this? I don't even know what they thought. I thought they were probably just happy enough to get me down in one piece. Um, sure, they were, sure, they were pretty proud for yeah. my second race, yeah. Yeah, like, it's interesting you say that because I think that's, parents, they love to see you doing well, obviously, but I think their main concern is seeing you getting down in one piece, as you say. Yeah. (laughs) They just want to see you coming down. They don't want to see the guy that's went after you coming down before you and then the next guy and then the next guy. You know, they're a bit scared. Yeah. (laughs) Happy days, man. So you came first in round two, you must have been stoked with that. You must have been thinking, you know, I can actually win this thing. Like, I, I can compete. Were, were you thinking that at that time, or was it still just fun for you and just something to do and a bit of excitement? Yeah, I'd say it'd be a bit of both. Like, it was, I was probably pretty competitive that year. Thinking, like, just, just try and win it, try and go as hard as you can. But then I figure out that's not the best way to do it. You just keep crashing. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so in, in round three, you came second, and then round four, you came first again. Um, yeah. Absolutely amazing. So well done, man, for your first time out. Like, the guys that you were racing with there and competing against, had you ever rode with those guys before? Um, I had a f- rode with a few of them before, but not that many, maybe one or two or two or three of them. Yeah, but you knew the kind of skill level, so you knew you were kind of in there as far as yeah, that, that level goes level, yeah. yeah cool man cool uh, when you were racing there on those days like did you did you do anything different in any of the days or did you have a different setup in your bike were you or did you just go out and try and you know have fun and, and ride as fast as you could 
Yeah, I was that young at the time that I just probably just hopped on the bike and just didn't know what settings or what pressure was in them. Just, yeah, I rode as hard as I could, basically. Aye, isn't it crazy, man, that, you know, you can go out and do that, and then once you get up an age and get up the field a wee bit and into these higher categories and older categories, that a lot of things change, right? You know, you, all yeah. of a sudden, you're looking at tyre pressures, you're looking at what front tyre you've on, what rear tyre you've on. Things change quite a lot, don't they? Yeah, definitely. Especially <laughs> this new bike. It's, there's some kind of clickers and dials and everything on it that trying to figure out with ALD is definitely a lot different than the days when it was on the YT. Yeah, yeah, cool, man, cool. Um, all right, so just chatting more about the race thing. Now, you didn't race as much in 2018-19, really. Did you miss those races for a reason, or can you tell us a wee bit about that? Um, I, I, don't, I don't even know what why I missed them. It was probably to do with school or something, exams, maybe an exam on the Monday, then racing on the on the the Sunday yeah probably could be could have done it yeah totally man totally and, and that's a that's a big problem for guys of your age around there it's it's this school commitments and everything else to the, to this race and stuff you know it's difficult to get everything to click and everything to work but your results were still very good like you were still definitely holding your own with firsts and seconds and thirds and stuff um so well done man well done now thank you yeah, cool. Like when the chain reaction thing happened, let's just chat about that. Um, did they get in contact with you? Were you putting out some feelers for some kind of sponsorship? How did that all come about? Um, well, they, uh, Jack, you know Jack Rogan. Mm-hmm. He he messaged me on Instagram for a call. I, th- I think he was originally he was going to originally talk to me at the Big Wood race, but I wasn't at it, so. <laughs> He messaged me, and then I had a call with him, and he sort of told me the whole thing. And then after that, we arranged like a meeting, and I had a meeting, and he ran through everything, what what the team was about, what sort of stuff they expect from us, and yeah, and what bike we'd I'd be getting. Mm-hmm. And what roles Jack play there? So he's, I think he's like sort of head of marketing. Yeah. There okay. In the Reaction Belfast store. Okay. All right. Cool. So he called you in. Like, were you? Were you excited to get that call? Were you surprised? What? How did that go down? Yeah, I was definitely surprised. Wasn't expecting it at all. Especially with, because I haven't done that much racing, like in, and then junior action, they were sort of, it was sort of a race team. And then, yeah, well, it was more of a race team last year. It's definitely focused on the social media and racing this year. But even still, I wasn't, wasn't expecting it at all. Yeah, like your social, you're quite active on social media, and so you think that played a big part, you know, when you get in the phone call and you get signed with Chain Reaction. You think that helped? Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'd be the fastest rider out there, so yeah, must have helped somewhere or another. Yeah, yeah, because it's interesting how the likes of Chain Reaction and other guys that have teams, obviously, they look at their athletes you know because you're still very young um you've had really good results in races you've been in but it's also good to have a social aspect behind it you know because obviously you need to work for the brand that way and you need to help the brand that way um yeah when you were doing your social channels were you thinking of anything like that or was it just just out having fun with your mates like it was yeah Definitely was. It definitely probably would be in the back of my mind to like try and maybe get a sponsor one day, but I didn't. I didn't think it would be as early as this. Yeah, yeah. Happy days, man. Happy days. I'm. I'm sure you feel pretty stoked about the whole thing, and um, I'm sure it's encouraging you to do more races and and ride harder and train and do all these things now that you're part of a, a proper team. Yeah, definitely. Do you feel a wee bit of pressure there, or? Do you feel okay with the whole thing? Um, no, I wouldn't really feel much pressure. Maybe more just making sure I'm posting a lot more and doing actually doing it that way with social media and all. I'm not in the dark and doing nothing for them. <laughs> and I'm actually earning the bike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. And how was your meeting with Joe uh, with Jack Rogan there? Like, 
Was it stressful? Did you take your parents? Was there a whole booklet of stuff to read through before you signed contracts and stuff? Like, what was it like? Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was I was nervous enough, but Jack's Jack's a good lad, so it wasn't wasn't too bad. But yeah, I was with with my brother and my dad and signed the contract and yeah, whole lot of stuff to going on. Aye, happy days, happy days. Um, it's cool though, man. It, it's really nice to be involved in something like that and see how that all works, you know. And like, I'm I'm sure it's quite interesting to you as well. Um, with you doing the business stuff at, at university, possibly in the next year or so, like that's bound to be quite interesting to you how that side of it works. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Yeah, it's cool, man. It's cool. Very good. It's great to have that experience, you know, at your age too. I think that'll help you in your if you go to on to do business and stuff. I think it really will. Yeah, it's definitely like a widespread subject that, yeah, it's got many, many areas in it. Yeah, yeah. That's what my degree's in is business. Right, and, okay. And, uh, yeah, you certainly get to cover quite a lot. So, you know, real life experience is, is really good, man. Really, really good. Yeah, very helpful. Uh, yeah, I'll help you out for sure. Um. Now, as far as chain reaction, you were chatting about the bikes there. We'll get into the bikes in a wee bit. But you were chatting about all the different suspension setups and stuff like that. Now, chain reaction, I think, are going to have mechanics and stuff at the races for you there. Like, what's that like having a full-time kind of maintenance team helping you out and setting your bike up, etc.? Do you think that'll help you a lot at the races? Yeah, definitely. Like, I... (laughs) I'm used to just hopping on the bike and it gears flicking every direction and <laughs> maybe past a few services. But yeah, no, definitely having a bike that works 100%, 100% of the time is definitely going to be beneficial. Yeah, yeah. Do you work on your own bike at any time? Have you, are you into that side of it? Well, <laughs> I normally just leave that to my brother. I'd be no use. I do the odd thing, but maybe changing tires and yeah that'll be about it <laughs> aye aye i must admit now i was on i was on one of the high spec reactors nuke proof reactors from chain reaction they lent me there for a month or so and the suspension the front suspension set up in that bike had quite a lot going on and i was yeah. like you know trying to scratch my head to figure out how to change this and how to change that well, the mechanics and stuff there, do you think, will they talk you through that and show you how all that works or will you get interested in that side of it? Yeah, well, I do I do try to try to understand what everything does. But I think it's just more of a thing of time than figuring out what all the different dials and high-speed compressions and low-speed compressions, what on earth to do. Yeah, I know. And every, you know, it's weird. Every, every ride's different too, right? You know, so... You can go down a trail with one set, and then you can go down the same trail with a slightly different set, and then things can just, they can either feel the same or feel completely different, just depending on how you ride it at that stage. You know, I I just find it a bit mind-boggling with everything that's going on. So you having that maintenance team behind you, that's bound to be a massive help, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Cool. Race day is going to be good, man, at the Enduros with those guys there. They can set your bike up. You can concentrate on what you're doing and eating properly and, and getting your mind right for the races and stuff. Do you Did you think on it like that? Do you think that'll help? Yeah, no, definitely. Like Because I do remember in, in Castlewell in one year, um, I dropped off in the first stage and just I think I, I think I ripped the neck off or something like that. And yeah, that was just the day over. Whereas now... I can go run it down to them and they'll sort it out for me. Aye, it's, it's great, man. And I know chatting to a few people on the podcast when they do have a team behind them, you know, that that there is a major, major step for them. You know, um, I was talking to Oshin there. I had him on the podcast a few weeks ago and, you know, he was saying that that's amazing. He just finds that so helpful that... Yeah those guys can do all that on the day and can help you out and everything else and you can kind of concentrate on racing yeah yeah just riding the bike yeah that's it man that's it um so that that should be amazing like as far as from you joel what did they expect what did chain reactions expect from you did they put that into the contract i'm sure they did but 
you know, did they expect better results? Did they expect lots of media coverage? You know, can you chat on that a wee bit? Yeah, so it was... Well, they're not... They don't put much pressure on the actual, like, racing results. They're just more, like, go and do your best, what they're sort of saying. And, yeah, and do your best for social media as well. Just making sure you're you're getting good coverage for them for all the products that they're giving you. And, yeah, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. And you're happy enough to do that, right? Yeah, I know, definitely, yeah. Yeah, cool, man, cool. Right, let's chat about the bike. Um, you've had it now... A few weeks, haven't you? Yeah, a good couple of weeks. Say three, three or four, maybe a month. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're on, you're on the Nuke Proof Mega. Mega. Yeah. Happy days. Um, did the guys give you a choice between twenty-seven point five and twenty-nine? Yeah, they did. I'm on the twenty-seven and a half. <laughs> right. You went twenty-seven and a half. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. What height are you? I'm just under six foot. Really? Yeah. And you went 27 and a half. Right, that's interesting. Tell me a wee bit about that. Why did you go for that rather than the bigger the bigger wheel? Well, I just, I think it was just like doing jumps and trying tricks and stuff that I think the 27 and a half more suited me well compared to the 29er. But mm-hmm. I've heard good things about the 29er, just haven't quite bit the bullet and went for it yet. Right, okay, yeah. Uh, what are you used to? What was your YT? Um, well, the YT, and I had a specialised before, then your proof, it was, they were both 27 and a half. Right, okay. Have you rode a 29 or have you? Um, no, haven't, no. Right, okay. That'll be interesting, man. That'll be interesting. To, you know, I never liked 29ers, dude. Yeah. I just couldn't go on to them until I rode that nuke proof reactor. Yeah. No. it's just... Now, that's only got 140 travel up front and 130 on the rear. And when I got on that after five, six minutes, I didn't even think I was riding a 29er. Yeah. It's just... I heard that's what people say. Yeah, the geometry in that bike's amazing. Yeah, amazing. Now, the the Mega's a wee bit more kind of enduro-orientated. It's, what, 170 up front, 160 in the rear? Yeah, something like that, 170 or maybe 165. Yeah, okay. Uh, how are you getting on with that bike? That's your first nuke proof. How are you getting on, on with the brand? Yeah, it's class. Still, still can't believe it. Yeah, such a such a capable bike. Just for, you can bounce it off any rock and it'll, it'll take it. Yeah, like those those things do go over a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. It's just get, getting the suspension set up well, it'll not, it'll not kill me. It's, <laughs> Is the other thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you are you quite slim? You're not. You're not. No. Um. Yeah. I'm quite light. Yeah. Okay. All right. Are the chain reaction guys helping you with the suspension setup, or are you trying to figure that out yourself at the minute? At the minute, just trying to figure it out myself. But I think we are due to get a day with Michael Ray to get some sort of stuff sorted out. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be that'll be good, man. The bike the bike will change completely once you get it dialed into your your own your own set the thing i found with the mega uh, and it right it feels very different as a bike because you kind of you kind of sit in the bike almost yeah it's not like you're on top of it it's like you're actually yeah yeah and i think realistically roughly the they say they have about 30 percent maybe a little bit more sag on the suspension and stuff did you find that quite difficult to get used to initially from the bikes you were riding previously? Yeah, so I, I was on a specialised enduro before with, like, Olin's suspension. So, it's, yeah, it's a big difference. And I had the coil shock before as well. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. What's on that mega you're riding? Is it Fork? Uh, sorry, Fox? Fo- yeah, Fox. Fox oh. 38s, and the, they're both, yeah, Fox X2 as well. Yeah, cool, man. Cool. The... I have one actually from Chain Reaction at the minute. It's um, but it's got the Rock Shock Pike on it. It's slightly yeah. different. So it's the aluminium one I have. Um, yours are all carbon, right? Yeah, we've all got carbon. Yeah. All right. Was this the specialized carbon? Yeah, it was carbon as well. All right. Cool. Do you prefer carbon to aluminium? Have you any thoughts about that? Um, I've never really tried them like back to back to really notice the difference, but. They're meant to be. They're meant to be better carbon fiber, so. Yeah. 
Good enough for me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, put me on at blindfold. I don't think I could tell you the difference. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's funny because I've been used to riding aluminium. And when I got on the reactor, which was full carbon, um, I thought the stiffness of it might put me off. Yeah. But that, that whole bike as a package, I think, is amazing. Yeah. I've heard, uh, I've heard good things about them reactors. I'd like to get a try on one, to be fair. Yeah, dude, they are, they are pretty awesome. Like... The Nuke Proof brand I've always liked, but after riding these couple, the Mega Ride's very, very different from the Reactor, but obviously it's designed for different trails yeah, and yeah. steepness and everything. After riding this Nuke Proof Mega, like you've only had a month on it, but what do you think about the brand? Do you, do you really like the feel of the bike? Do you like the brand? Yeah, no, I think it's class. Really, really enjoying riding it at the minute. Yeah. No, I, I, think, I, I think the bike I had before was a bit small on me, so having a bike that like properly fits well it's definitely definitely a plus yeah did you go for the large size yeah i went for large this time yeah cool man cool i you know it's interesting because specialized and obviously yt are two big names as well and a lot of guys will ride them um but the nuke proof stuff to me it, it certainly stood out from anything i've i've rode so far so um yeah man you'll get on well in that you're bound to love that thing right yeah, no, definitely. It's definitely class. Yeah. It'll give you what I find is it gives you a little bit more confidence and lets you push your abilities a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. You, you definitely notice just like hitting stuff before that you wouldn't you would notice where it just plows on through it. Yeah, happy days, man. What tires is that thing? Is that the Max? Is the Maxis on that one you're on? Um, they're Michelin's on this one. Aye, okay. Yeah, same as the Mega I have. Um, what do you think? Because were you used to riding Maxis, were you? I had um, Schwalbe before. All right, okay, Magic Mary? Yeah, double Magic Mary was the Aye. sort of go-to. <laughs> yeah, man, we all ride those, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but my initial thought of that Mitchell tyre was very good. I really liked it. Yeah. What are you no, thinking? I, I think it's good. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Which one are you? Which one's on? Because I think it's maybe slightly different from the one I have. Is it the white walled one or is there yellow in yours? Um, there's the white walled one, I think. Ah, it's maybe the same then. No, I was really impressed with those tires, man. No, they're definitely they're definitely good. Yeah, yeah, interesting, interesting. All right, dude. Um, what about? Uh, well, we chat a little bit about training. Like, what? What's your training schedule like? How often do you try to get out in the bike? How often do you ride? That kind of stuff. Yeah, we try just try it out every weekend, just with having school during the week. It's not it's not only really the time you get to go out in the bike, especially yeah. with the being a lot darker after school now. You can't even get out after school. Aye, so you just rely on the on the weekends. Um, when you when you're out riding at the weekends, do you do you just do laps of trails or do you session stuff? Like what 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 kind of way do you you, you attack that? Um, normally just it really depends who you're riding with more or less like some people like to ride as many trails as possible in the day whereas if it might would you me and my brother normally just go and ride the same thing just session it like push up and down mm-hmm. yeah and try and are you looking at lines are you looking at getting more speed are you looking at being more skillful or what what kind of way do you look at it it's probably more to cut out the hills than <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but it's it's good man like a lot of guys to do certain sections you know they'll get to a certain section that they feel they're slow on or they can't yeah. do or there's a better line and they'll just keep sessioning it for hours to get it right is that the way yeah. you do it not even just if I see something that's like fun I'll just keep riding it or yeah Cut out right. them hills. That's the same thing. Aye, cool, man, cool. Like, since getting the... You seem to still want to keep the thing really fun and you, you don't seem to be getting too... too into it professionally almost and making the fun thing disappear. Like, is that a big part of it for you is just doing what you were doing and, and keeping it fun? Yeah, I think so. I think just if you... 
you'll you'll ride decent enough if you're you're having fun. Don't take it too seriously. Yeah, yeah. I think you know it's weird. You know, like I've had lots of people on the podcast and we've chatted about this with many guests and the, the thing seems to be when you get signed to a prop, you know, a good team like you're on now, um, sometimes it can be a wee bit overwhelming for some people and they tend to tense up and they do things slightly differently and they just don't seem to enjoy it as much. And at the end of the day, they, they're not as fast. Yeah. Even though you're 17, you seem to be looking at it uh, with, a very mature head on your shoulders you're still keeping it fun you're doing what works for you is that something you've thought about or is it just come natural to do that kind of thing and not get too caught up in the whole team side of it yeah i think it's just sort of come natural it's just what what i enjoy i mean, don't think there'll be much point changing it if you know what i mean yeah yeah because you know what you enjoy and you're doing well at it so why change a winning a winning process or a, you yeah know, how did your brother feel about this? He's older and hasn't got signed. Is he <laughs> resentful, or do you want to put a dig in with him here? Or? No, I I think he's just happy, happy to happy that he got it more or less. Don't think he's got any. He might be a wee bit jealous, like, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apart from that, you might be able to get him some cheap gear. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> he's, it's not not the first t- time he's asked for. Ask for something. <laughs> uh, does your your brother still race as a ticket? Yeah. Yeah, just yeah, ride race. Yeah. Grand man, grand. Um, are you faster than him? Um, I I don't know. What <laughs> you'd have to ask ask him. But say so we're yeah. <laughs> but he's he's going to be good to train with and ride with, right? You'll push each other like brothers do. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Aye, that's good, man. Like, it's always good to have somebody like that. Do you think having your brother there, who got you originally interested in the whole thing, do you think having your brother there has made you the rider you are because that brotherly competition you are pushing each other all the time? Does do you think that's helped? Yeah, no, def- definitely would. Yeah, try and try <laughs> trying to drop each other on the trails. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely would. Yeah, it's a big part of it, man, big part of it. Uh, it's funny how many people, you know, have that kind of thing in, in their background and coming up and, and you know, it's it's a real, really good to have good riding partners. I think if you don't have guys that push you, you don't, you know, you don't become the rider that you hope you would be or whatever. It's very good to have that. Yeah, no, definitely helps. Yeah. All right, but let's chat about your plans for this year um are you really looking forward to getting into the race season now with chain reaction and all with you yeah no it should be good definitely want to want to try a good few of the downholders as well oh really yeah i would like to give them a go wow okay well as well as the enduro yeah yeah all right and as far as the enduro season goes are you just going to do local races in the north here, or are you going to try and get down the south as well? Yeah, probably will try and get down south because I've heard heard good things about the trails down there. Not as pedally, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason you want to do downhill is because you don't want to pedal up, right? <laughs> yeah, that would be that's sure that's the fun part. <laughs> <laughs> cool, uh, like the enduro thing. Did you get into enduro just because it was more accessible? Uh, initially yeah, I think that would be the it's just I've, I've not because most of the downhill races are all down south so having just the first tracks being up north just makes it a lot handier yeah yeah I can I can see that um are the are the chain reaction the nuke proof boys going to give you a downhill bike do you think um well, that nuke proof mega on it's more than capable for the for the downhill races so yeah, I'd probably just ride it. But if they have a downhill bike, and wouldn't say no to it. Yeah, for sure. That's the thing about these big enduro bikes now, isn't it? Like they're so capable of that bigger stuff. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's what I'm used to as well. Like I've never never rode a downhill bike before. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm sure a lot of the guys that do ride downhill, you know, have an enduro bikes because it's these bikes aren't cheap and you know to have two bikes is yeah 
out a lot of people's yeah. reach like yeah that's cool man well i look forward to to following that um as far as the season goes have you any the enduro side of it have you any plans have you any kind of goals that you've set yourself anything like that mm, just trying to do as best i can basically see what see where it takes me yeah yeah that's cool yeah that that's cool and uh so you'll be in what category will you be in now under 21 maybe 17 or maybe under 18 yeah yeah i'm not quite sure how the categories are working this year or how i haven't really looked into it too much yeah that's cool that's cool um it'll be interesting you know because you'll be you'll be maybe stepping up yeah you'll be kind of stepping up a category yeah yeah so whatever whatever's next after under 16 yeah yeah all right that's cool man so you'll be racing with new faces and everything else and um but that'll be cool that'll be a real good experience for you yeah there's definitely definitely some very fast riders in that in that category yeah yeah totally and you know, it's interesting to get people's perspectives, racers' perspectives. So when you go out and you're riding a trail, do you ride against other competitors um, and against their times, or do you ride against the trail? You know, do you ride against yourself? Do you just try and, you know, do you try and beat the fastest time, or do you try and just ride it as smoothly and as quickly as you can yourself? Uh, I don't. I'm not even quite sure what to do. More just go as go as quick as I can. And if there's, it's normally the pedally bits that I do normally lose a lot of time for all them really fit ones or the, the fitter ones in the, in the categories would be making up time. So just basically let the brakes off as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's interesting. Do you think, do you think down the line as things become more competitive, do you think, will you try and work on your fitness like it sounds like you're maybe not doing that kind of outside of the ride and the bike do you go to the gym or do anything like that yeah i'll go to the gym twice a week so yeah fitness is just never really been my strong point yeah or are you hiding something there are you letting on that you're not fit but you really are (laughs) (laughs) i I wouldn't say i'm well I'm, i'm not awful at the fitness but i'm not definitely not the best yeah, yeah, you young boys are all fit. I don't know what you are complaining about. <laughs> That's cool, man. That's cool. Like, as far as the scene goes and the community and all, like, how how cool is it to be in a community such as the mountain bike scene? Like, are you really happy that you're a part of it? Yeah, no, definitely am. There's definitely, there's a load of good guys out in the bikes, so it's good to, good to ride with everyone yeah like it really is a good scene you know what i mean and i'm sure you missed the race scene and stuff with nothing really happening over 2020 um so i'm sure you're really stoked to get back at it yeah no definitely am definitely good to see all the all the faces from last year again yeah yeah man yeah cool are you planning any biking holidays or anything like that you know do you want to hit more zine do you want to go to any of those big parks like have you anything planned like that in the near future um, I, I would definitely like to. I was actually going to be going skiing over over Christmas, but no, that didn't happen. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know I definitely like to go out to Europe sometime in the next couple of years. Yeah, some of them bike parks. I like Morzine seems to be the capital of Europe now, almost for the yeah. mountain bikes. Everyone seemed to be going there last year or the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they look pretty good yeah yeah no that's cool man well hopefully you might get on some photo shoots or something with the the team you know and they might go somewhere nice yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely wouldn't mind that i may give them a give them a couple of hints to go that sort of direction <laughs> yeah cool man cool uh well listen how can people find you get in contact with you find out your socials and stuff where's the best place to find you um it would be instagram mainly that's i don't really i do a week not that much on facebook but it'd be all all instagram so that would yeah. be joel underscore hamilton 9090 all right bud nice one nice one we'll put all that in the show notes and stuff so people can find it there well listen dude thanks so much for coming on the podcast and chatting with us um i was stoked when dave told me that you were part of the chain reaction team i think you'll be 
really good for them there and it's good to see some young blood in there uh, and everything else and you don't seem that competitive chatting to you but i know you are super competitive um, <laughs> so i think you'll do really good things so listen good luck for 2021 let's hope it all goes off and this covid thing isn't still hanging around um, <laughs> but uh good luck man and uh, i'll see you i'll see you at some of the race events and we can chat more yeah thank you for having me that was, that was a good chat yeah you're more than welcome mate good luck and enjoy those enjoy those uh nuke proofs yeah, I'll, I'll try to. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I'll speak to Dave, we'll see if he's got a spare downhill bike lying around. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you know. We get chatting to Dave, get him, just get a few of them out. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, Joel. Here, take care, man. Thanks for coming on the show, and uh, I'll speak to you later, Dave. All right. Thank you. That's a wrap for episode 175. I hope you enjoyed part two of the short series we're having with the Chain Reaction guys and you got plenty from that. Now Joel, thanks so much mate for coming on the podcast, it was great to get you on and after all these podiums you're going to have in the 2021 season I'll have to get you back on to chat to me about those. So good luck mate for the 2021 season, I know you'll, you'll do really well so good luck and I hope everything goes your way. Now guys, if you enjoyed the podcast and you want to know a little bit more about Joel and what we chat about just simply go to the show notes at mtb-tribe.com you'll find Joel's episode on there you'll find a little bit more about what we chat about his socials a little bit of resources from Chain Reaction stuff like that and you can get in contact there just quick and easy links for you to access now if you're enjoying the podcast and you want to show your support the best way is by subscribing rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts every one of your ratings helps boost us on Apple's algorithms and helps spread the good word about the show to more people now if you're not on apple don't worry you can find and subscribe via spotify stitcher podbean or whatever podcast platform you listen to your shows on we also have a website mtb-tribe.com where you can find the complete bike catalog listen and download every show from there for free you can also subscribe there and get one email per week with a quick and easy link to listen to the show you can also get involved and contact me on social media at MTB Tribe on Instagram and Facebook, or if you'd prefer to email the show, you'll find me at info at mtb-tribe.com. That's a wrap for part two of the series with the Belfast Chain Reaction Cycles race team. So until next week when we will have another guest on the show, as always, get the bikes out, hit the trails, and stay MTB stoked. <laughs>